You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Allison Dunn. Allison talks about growing up as a child of divorce with a cartoonist father who immortalizes some of her more embarrassing experiences. This week, I sat down with Katie Muser. Katie is an artist living in Chicago, and uh, she told one of my all-time favorite stories in the world. Um, The first time she told it to me, the next week of my life, I just spent repeating it to everyone that would listen. Um, And it's about uh, a little bit of an accident she had in a porta potty. Um, And then she also tells a story about uh, a trip to Cuba that we took, uh, where she took one of the best and worst shits of her short life. Here's Katie Muser. So I'm here with my friend Katie. <laughs> um, well, first of all, when I was setting up, she was uh, she got a really special Christmas present, birthday present, birthday present, right? Sorry. Would <laughs> <laughs> if you want to explain it. <laughs> um, so my boyfriend got me for my birthday a sheepy, which is a funnel that you put on your vagina and pee from it. So you're like peeing like a man. Which I would like to point out that funnels already exist, and you can put those on your vagina and pee out of those. But this cups it perfectly, and then... Does it, though? Because mm-hmm. you just told me it didn't. No, it... <laughs> I just have very bad aim. It cups it, and then it goes out, so you're you're peeing like a man. <laughs> Instead of... A funnel would just go straight down. This right. kind of goes like... So this is the, angles. Fu- the final frontier of feminism is... <laughs> Is standing up and peeing out of a funnel. I mean, I melted snow the other day, so <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> but wasn't there some significant leakage? Oh, I peed all over my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> but the I melted snow. Ceiling, the glass ceiling <laughs> remains unbroken. Um, and also she admitted that she just takes it in the shower and pees out of it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something about peeing against the shower water. <laughs> really... Yeah, it's fun being, being like a man. But you could pee in the shower without a funnel and be standing up also. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. But you can't aim it at the, the shower water. <laughs> um, okay, so Katie's next story. Um, okay, t- take us... Okay, first of all, I want to say when Katie first told me the story... Um, I was driving a car, we were going up north to where I'm from, it's like an eight hour drive, and we were like halfway there, and like out of nowhere she told me the story, like it wasn't the most funny thing I've heard in like a whole year, and I was like weeping, laughing while I was driving, it was like dangerous. (laughs) It was like very dangerous to be driving a car in that state. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I I still don't really think it's that funny. <laughs> I think it's a natural thing that happens to people. But <laughs> um, Okay, so I'm from Nebraska, and we, um, from western Nebraska in a place called North Platte, and we have the largest switching yard in the world. This is, I'm setting a backdrop for this. Yeah, so we have set a, the stage. <laughs> so we have a rail fest for the switching yard, so everyone who's interested. Which, explain what that is, because I, I wouldn't know what you meant. So if someone said rail fest, I wouldn't think you meant. <laughs> Trains, which is well, Ralph's is where you celebrate trains <laughs> in Nebraska. 
And yeah. Um, it's a very sexy vessel. But we, so everyone comes that is interested in trains. People from Australia come. It's a pretty oh, okay. big deal. Right. In North Platte, no one else really cares. But um, <laughs> so there's Railfest. There's tours that old engineers give you and talk about trains. And there's old trains, old like steam engines that come through that you look at. <laughs> <laughs> and they have porter potties. Um, yeah, porter. I was going to say outhouses. Porter potties. Porter, porter potties. Porter potties. Yeah. And so when you're out and on the train yard, there's not you can't go to the bathroom. There's not, not everyone has a sheepy, you know. <laughs> uh, so and I didn't at the time have a sheepy. So I went to a porter potty, and <laughs> I would like to point out I thought it was a very fancy. I was like, Railfest is like it's a fancy thing for North Platte, and so we people from Australia come, so we get the fancy porter potties that that has like a toilet, a urinal. Or maybe it's not a urinal, maybe it's a sink where you could wash your hands. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Porta potties are really nice now. They have sinks where you can wash your hands. So after I was done peeing, um, I went to go wash my hands in this sink looking thing. In the tiny sink. It was a tiny little sink. Um, there was a nice little soap <laughs> in the sink. And <laughs> so I reached down and I grabbed this thing that looks like a pink piece of soap and I just rub it all over my hands <laughs> I'm like scrubbing my hands because it's a porta potty it's disgusting and I I thought maybe because I didn't see a faucet where water would come out <laughs> so I thought maybe it's an automatic and I'm trying to wave my hands <laughs> and wait for the water to come out and then um, I start putting things together like there's no water this isn't a sink. There are pubes on this soap. And then it's, I find out it's a urinal cake. And I just rubbed my hands with a urinal cake. So I leave the porta potty. And there's, I mean, there's nowhere, there's just other porta potties. There's no, nowhere to wash your hands. And so I am holding my hands down. I tell my mom that I had just, I told her what I've just done. And all she has is a water bottle, so she's, like, pouring the water on my hands, and, um, yeah. And, yeah, okay, so, I guess the kicker is I was 27. <laughs> and I think it's, like, a classy that I've never, that I was 27, I didn't really know what a porter potty was about. And I think they should have seen charming. <laughs> yeah, when you told me that story, I, like, finally calmed down in the car, like, enough to keep driving, and then I was like, so what were you, like, eight? <laughs> 27. 27. I went home for Rail Fest. So I think I went home specifically for Rail Fest. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> oh, that's very, very sorry. Um, okay, so, oh, now we're moving, now we're moving right along to the, t to the tale of the double helix. The double helix is my favorite story. Um, <laughs> Jen and I went to Cuba together recently. It was like last year. Uh -huh. And last um, it was really nice. We went, we flew in there, and we got our Airbnb, and everything was so nice. And then we went out to dinner. We went to this fancy restaurant, mm -hmm. like Cuba fancy, I guess. Yeah. Is that, can I say that? Is that bad? It's, it was well, fancy. Yeah, no, it was. It, but it was like cheap. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Katie made a bold decision. I was like, maybe some chicken. And Katie was like, no, I'll have ceviche. I'll have the red snapper ceviche. Because yeah. we're on this island. And that's where you have ceviche. I guess it is. So I had red snapper ceviche. I don't even remember what Jenna had. I had chicken. She had chicken. She made the smart move. I was, I was, I was just dipping my toe in. I didn't know how it was going to be. <laughs> The first meal, a red snapper ceviche, please. <laughs> Could I have uncooked fish, please? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then we went to this club that was recommended by our waiter. <laughs> and there was like two people in the in the club, and there was like two people there, and then there was like this group of women that were getting like bottle service, and then there was us. <laughs> yeah, they had like whole bottles of rum. Yeah, it was, that was wild. Yeah, and we just like, like this beer. is Cuba. This and we we're like what? This is, yeah. And they had bouncers outside. Yeah, and like bathroom attendants, which is part of the. Problem that okay, so we go into the bathroom and there's a bathroom attendant and two stall doors. And I went to go to the bathroom because that ceviche was really (laughs) there was a rumble in the jungle, (laughs) started hitting me. And I went back out and I was like, Jenna, I can't go to the bathroom in there. There, and she was like, oh, don't worry about it, just just go. And I was like, no, yeah, like, yeah. she did not understand. She's like, there's a woman watching me. Like, there's only two stalls. She's like waiting out there for a tip. I didn't, like, it was one of those where you know once you open the gates, it's just going to, it's not stopping for a long time. And so I asked her, I asked Jenna if we could leave. Also, a lot of the toilets in public places don't have toilet seats, so, like, Probably wouldn't have been like a very comfortable place to. What do you mean? Do that. Remember all the, the. It was just the like, like all the toilet seats were gone. It was just like the. I guess I don't remember. Remember that? that? No. I guess I wasn't concerned about. I was just. Well, I, guess, I was like hovering over. I felt weird sitting on them. So I okay again. Anyways. I'm gonna talk about the sheepy. Okay. <laughs> Why? I wonder if you could use it on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's something I'll try. I mean. <laughs> Maybe it's hmm. not, like, solid. <laughs> so I don't think you feel squeezed. I, I was thinking about my poop in Cuba and thinking, like, oh, it would yeah, work. That <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I asked Jenna very politely if we could leave. <laughs> I was like, Jenna, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. God, it would be, like, soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> like those little Play-Doh things. Yeah, <laughs> like a Play-Doh fun factor. I'm gonna poop in your alley and just see. What, <laughs> That's okay. Um, see what happens. Um, so then we left, and in Cuba, there's a hundred stray cats. Yeah. And Jenna's obsessed with cats. That and I have part. like when you have to go so bad and your stomach hurts, <laughs> and you're like waddling because. Okay, in my defense, I was a little drunk, so I didn't really know how severe the situation was. <laughs> And I didn't really know where we were going. I didn't know yeah. exactly where our Yeah, because there's was. no, you can, yeah, we couldn't use our phones, and there's, like, no Wi-Fi or anything. And the, their street signs are rocks. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> their street signs are rocks in the ground, <laughs> which is, like, pretty chill, but <laughs> confusing. Uh, so Jenna stopped by a dumpster <laughs> that was just covered in cats. <laughs> yeah. I was like picking them up too. I was touching all of them. There's like a little kitty. I was picking them up by hands. After you touch stray cats like that, your hands like sting. That's what's worrisome. So I touched the cats till my hands were stinging and then I looked up and Kitty was like two blocks ahead of me. I, I know. I was like. She had been waddling ever since. I thought, I was like, I'm going to have to do it here. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, but we made it to the Airbnb, 
and um, waddling. And you're wearing dumb shoes too, so like we couldn't even walk that fast because <laughs> you were like clip clopping along. I wore those. What were those clogs? Yeah, like wooden clogs. There's like fancy ones. That well, you can't walk in them. You can't. But they're, everyone wears them. They're those really nice wooden clogs. Yeah. They're cute as hell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't walk in them. I can't walk in them. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the Airbnb, and I don't even shut the door. I like look Jenna in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I do respect that about you, that she was fully and pooping. And we were, <laughs> like, we were having a conversation, and I was like, oh, she must be fine and then I realized she was whooping <laughs> like you didn't even like make a face you were <laughs> it just it's very zen <laughs> and then when I stood up I was like Jenny you gotta come you gotta take a look at this <laughs> and it was like a pile and that's when I saw it <laughs> the devil you well it's like a pile of poop that was like coming over the water mm-hmm, yeah and then just looked like mush and then two <laughs> strands of, like, if you take really long turds and it just comes, like, peeking out of the toilet. But they were really long and they formed an X <laughs> on top of the pile. Yeah, it was. It really did form an X. And I think that was the most miraculous thing. Is that and then, like so I sign. sat up and I was like, Jenna, guy, you can take a look at this. And then we named it the Double Helix. But then I also, after I had you look at it, Continue to poop. I sat back down and, and that's when pooped you, on top of you it. You did shut the door at that point, so I knew it was being <laughs> serious. <laughs> it was the most poop that has ever come out of my body. <laughs> and I show pictures I, to Jenna of my yeah. poop frequently. I, yeah, and I will say, what came before you sat down for a second helping, um, even like that amount of poop was like impressive. <laughs> like, that's like too. Like, the X was out of the water. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and that's honestly the only thing I can remember about Cuba. Yeah, we kind of blacked out the rest of the trip. <laughs> I heard the water there is really beautiful and clear, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing. <laughs> so I guess don't get red snapper in Cuba. Yeah. Or ceviche. Or be ready for it. <laughs> but I will. I am going to Mexico in a few days, and I am going to get ceviche. Good for you. <laughs> I'm going to try this again. Get back on the saddle. <laughs> live show we uh we put a paper for the audience and they can write down their own disgusting ladylike story that we read on stage uh so these are some of the stories from the audience uh, okay i'll go first the the first time i had sex with my boyfriend on my period his zit popped on my face and he said now you're not the only one bleeding <laughs> did he pop it no i I mean, I'd hope not. Or was he, like, straining really hard? He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it popped up. <laughs> while, while he was coming, it exploded. <laughs> um, okay, I had sex. Blood from the Z is 100 times worse than period blood, if you ask me. But really? Goes. It's just a little bit of blood. It's like a little I know, but dab. for some reason it's like. It's like that you're going to get AIDS from, you know? <laughs> like, I never think you're going to get anything from period blood. <laughs> But you don't know what's in pimple blood. <laughs> it's dirty or something. I don't know how. It does have pus in it. Pus, yeah. I had sex when I was drunk with my period. Um, found my tampon three months later. Thought it was an STD. Oh, God. <laughs> three months? I... Like, I think of the to- was the toxic shock syndrome. Like, when yeah. wouldn't that have happened? I heard not everyone can get that. I th- I th- 
I see. I read this somewhere like ten years ago, and now I just tell people. But I thought it was something like only like ten percent of people could get toxic shock. But it's like so dangerous if you do get it that they scare us all when we're twelve. I guess. Um, but that could be false. I got food poisoning that hit while I was having sex with a guy in France, and it was not throwing up. <laughs> Which is a cute way to say that she had diarrhea on a French guy. But, and they deserve it the most. If you ask me. <laughs> if you're going to shit on a guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're going to um, Paris, and I was just like, hmm. I know, I hope you have diarrhea there, too. <laughs> I will shit on a guy for you, Jenna. <laughs> Thank you. I'll hold him down. <laughs> I'm going to get my sheepy poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll finally get your... Like soft serve bitch. <laughs> That's how we do it in America. <laughs> They're gonna really like us. <laughs> I think so too. Okay, I took my tampon out on the way to a guy's house and threw it out my car window. <laughs> That's kind of a baller move. Honestly, okay, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I have <laughs> currently two tampons that I did that in my room, and I just haven't thrown them. They're away. both in your room. It's just like on my dresser because oh god, it was like I was having sex. And I was like, well, take it out, and I'll, I'll get it. To, I'll get to it later. And you've done that twice. Yeah, <laughs> and it's still on my dresser. <laughs> like I was They're reading this, and I was like, I have two dirty tampons on my dresser, and then a pile of like paper shit or like mail that you don't. Are read. they wrapped or they're just out? I like put them in. Now, do you have a garbage in your I don't. room? Is it's I'm, my okay, dresser? Good, at least. Okay, fine. Um. Okay. I was 16 at a Planned Parenthood getting maybe my second pap smear. The gyno was an old boisterous lady. When she pulled out the, <laughs> when she pulled out the probe, some kind of pussy fluid came out, to which she replied, Oops, honey, you made a little mess. <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> she squirted. <laughs> I do hate that, though, when you get up from a pap smear and you're like, okay, how big is the wet spot that I left, like, on this thin, delicate paper? When I like that they don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Never say anything. <laughs> also, why is the... I guess it's probably cheaper. That's why the paper is so thin, but, like, we need thicker... We need thicker paper, I think. Do you think they, um, wipe under that? I hope to God that they do. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that, that it's, it's definitely yeah, anything. They have to. There's probably, like, a spray or something. Or everyone has SCDs now. The way I see it, it's pussy meat, so it should be like a thick butcher paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's science. <laughs> I used to put dog poop in the oven and the microwave on occasion if I was short on time. This one? <laughs> and I just really want an explanation. Like, um, why was it to play a joke on someone or do you just wanted to see it melt? This leaves so many more questions than it answers. Um, and there's a smiley face next to the... Where short she... on time. Who's... What time? <laughs> yeah, like, there's a little... Oh, I gotta go to work. <laughs> I'm just gonna microwave the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta run. I better just... <laughs> yeah, there's a very little innocent looking smiley face. This after, is... Uh... After the, I used to put dog poop in the oven, smiley face. Yeah, this is... That one's Like, twisted. also, are you... Like, is this one of those things where you're like, what are you, eight? And then she's like, I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, I just, I like that one because it's... Where do they get the dog poop? I have a lot of Do questions. they have a dog? Yeah, what if they don't have a dog? <laughs> they just find That's a dog poop. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, this one. Um, this one I've read a few times on stage live, and it is. And this one's a real. This is a ladylike classic. Um, so I dated. <laughs> I dated this girl, and then he crossed it out and wrote woman over the top. In parentheses, I'm a guy. And her thing was giving blowjobs and choking herself on the dick. Gagging, essentially. So she's doing her thing one night, and in the course of gagging, a ton of bright green snot comes out of her nose. She didn't stop. She kept going as I watched the snot make its way down her lip and become a part of the blowjob experience. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't stop her because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, what a nice guy to continue to get a blowjob. <laughs> You're a saint. <laughs> he should put that on his Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> put that whole story. I will not stop you when you're giving me a blowjob. I'm that you kind of guy. Want. <laughs> um, okay. When I was 14, I masturbated with a banana, ignorantly ignoring the perfectly good cucumber. <sighs> I was cleaning banana out of my vagina for two days. P.S. The brown pointy bottom is not fun in capital letters. <laughs> God. Wait, the... Okay. So, Jen and I were talking about this, that it had it was a peeled banana. It had to be peeled. And why you would peel it, and just, is she smushing it up against it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> How would you even, I don't even think, okay. <laughs> Good God. But you know what? I bet she got her potassium <laughs> for the week. <laughs> um, okay, uh... I was going down on a girl with the flu once. She was having a bad coughing fit and farted and peed in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> Another nice guy. I guess this could be a woman. We don't know. But they were the ones going down. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I went down. And then, then she squirted a little pee. <laughs> didn't stop. There if I nice pee in my mouth, I think I would call it. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I probably call it for like fart air. You know, like I at least take like a, a breath, like okay. Yeah, give it a minute. Yeah, let, then, it, let it settle. <laughs> I always think of like fart particles like coming out, and yeah, it's my favorite thing. Because I sleep naked, and whenever I fart in my bed, I think I think how much poop <laughs> particles I might be <laughs> getting in my sheets. <laughs> None, because I'm very clean. <laughs> Um, you're always talking about how you get a little... <laughs> well, do you think, like, some... Balls of <laughs> I think that's a normal thing that happens to people. I'm a vigorous wiper. <laughs> and I get little balls of toilet paper sometimes. And she brings it up all the time. Because <laughs> I, like, find them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... I couldn't find <laughs> I couldn't find my dildo slash vibrator in my drawer. I found it in my roommate's bed. Oh, that's nasty. That is disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's such a bold like. Is that something you would bring up to your roommate or just? Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's crossing. I like. I mean, I'll steal my roommate's cereal, but I. Not that any of my roommates probably have a vibrator, I just went, like, <laughs> I fired my roommate's socks and felt weird about it. <laughs> Especially because they don't wash them. I just put you them just back. Put them because back. I'm just like, it's fine. Like, she won't know. And I don't want to wash them. And so I'm just like, hmm, folded them. And then 
<laughs> she'll be like, oh, maybe I forgot to wash them. She'll think it's her fault. <laughs> well, but and I feel bad I about it. This part out of the podcast, or uh... <laughs> oh, this is a really old roommate from years ago. <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> Our live story comes from Allison Dunn. Allison is uh, a producer of this show, and she told this story in January of 2019. So I I am a producer of this show. This is a story that I've not told before, um, so I may need to look at my notes throughout, um, just so you know, because it's a story that I've told friends um, growing up, it's actually two stories, but they both involve my dad. So it's like, oh yeah, whoever breathed in really hard just there, I know I know your relationship with your father right off the bat. Um, so, okay, so a, a, there's like a lot of backstory that you need to know in order to understand these stories fully well, okay? First of all, my mom filed for a divorce from my dad when I was six months old. <laughs> yeah, which is intense. <laughs> like, imagine hating someone so much that you want to breast pump in divorce court. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot of hatred. And they're not like celebrities, okay? They're not like, we're still friendly. <laughs> no, they fucking hate each other to this day. Ooh, wow. Um, <laughs> Either you guys haven't dealt with your trauma yet, or... Um, okay, so that's the first thing that you need to know. And um, that meant that I spent um, just Saturday nights and Sundays at my dad's house from that point until I was about 15 years old. And, you know, there's a lot of children of divorce things out there. And I know we have a lot in this room, children of divorce. And I'm saying children. I'm not talking about you, like, pansy asses who are upset when your parents get divorced at 30 years old, okay? Yeah, I'm not talking to you assholes. And I'm talking children of divorce. I said divorce, not my parents hated each other. <laughs> no, did they legally separate from one another? Then they didn't really hate each other. I'm talking about children of divorce, okay? So children of divorce know two things. Yeah, sometimes it's cool, you get two birthdays. Great. You also have to go through whatever trauma you're going through two times. Like puberty, twice. Um, you know, getting the sex talk, twice. Walking in on your parents, doing the sex part of the sex talk with your step parents, twice. You know, just all of that stuff you have to experience twice. Um, and the last part, of the whole equation that you guys need to know as audience members listening to this story is that growing up my dad was a cartoonist. <laughs> and I was not allowed to read his cartoons. He was paid $15 a week to do a cartoon um, called You Damn Kid in the back of the Shepherd Express, which is the free um, newspaper in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> So you would go in, I would go in to like the gas station or wherever I could get my hands on it because I was not allowed to see it on my own and just rip to the back page where there was like 
you know, the sex column and like eight different numbers you can call for phone sex. And then my dad's cartoon at the bottom. And it's called You Damn Kid. It's about his life growing up um, in the Northeast, like raised very Catholic. It's about a lot of his experiences as a kid. Um, but then, you know, having kids himself, a lot of our stories found themselves into the pages of the free newspaper in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So this, I'm just going to give you an example of um, one just right now, and that this is this is something that came about about two months after we had a conversation. So um, my dad must have written this after the conversation with my brother and I. We had a conversation where I, I had just seen Jurassic Park for the first time. And I said to my dad, like, I don't understand if no one is alive that was alive then, how do they know they roared? You know? Like, why, did, why didn't they meow or something? Like, cute. You know, why, how do we know that dinosaurs were like loud, angry animals? And so my brother, you know, not to be outdone, said, well, we don't know that Jesus was a man. It's <laughs> like kind of stomped on my <laughs> monologue there, but um, he's like, well, we don't know, what if Jesus was a lady? And I just remember that, and then I remember stumbling into the quick trip across the street from my school. Um, about a month later, and I know some of you can't see this, so I'm going to read it. The first panel says, whenever we were at church, I would get bored and I would start to wonder about things. Like one time I wondered what all the religious stuff would be like if Jesus was a lady. And in the last panel it says, for starters, <laughs> it would give that big crucifix in our church a whole new look. And this is just Jesus with huge titties. <laughs> And I don't know if you guys can read this, but this says, okay, Father, um, I didn't know Savior, the Savior was such a busty gal. And the priest says, um, don't know if she was or not, but it sure keeps my mind off the altar boys. <laughs> so that's like mid-90s my dad had written that. Based off a conversation that we had. So, okay, so um, now you know all the backstory that you need to know. So my, <laughs> so I know that a lot of us, I've heard a lot of stories about people having the same kind of sexual awakening around eight or nine years old when you realize how to masturbate for the first time. <laughs> and I know I was like eight or nine years old because it turns out I was old enough to know that your privates are private and any touching that you do of them should probably also be in private. But I was also still young enough to believe that if I can't see you, you can't see me. So I'd be like diddling myself around every corner, just like, Mom can't see me here. <laughs> Uh, my mom took me to the doctor for an itch. <laughs> and I left with a cream. Because um, my mom was convinced that I couldn't possibly have had any, you know, sort of like good feeling that would come from that. She thought that I was um, infected with something. <laughs> and so when I was going to my dad's house that weekend, I said, oh my God, please, mom, please, please, please do not tell dad. Don't tell dad. It's so embarrassing. 
I just, I can't fathom him knowing. And she's like, I don't want to speak to your father. It's fine. <laughs> so I, my dad didn't know. My dad, there's no way my dad knew. Um, and it was especially important that he didn't know because dad had an indoor pool at his apartment complex. <laughs> so a good way for me to relieve this itch was to stand right in front of those little pool jets. <laughs> and if dad knew about my medical problem, I probably wouldn't be allowed in the pool. <laughs> so here I am thinking I'm getting away with something, right? Cut to about a month later again. I'm leaving school. I go to the gas station across the street from my school. Pull it open. And we find this cartoon. <clears throat> okay, one year we got an above ground pool for the backyard. Again, this is my dad writing from his perspective. Um, all of a sudden, relatives we hadn't seen for years start coming over. We got to see Nana in a bathing suit for this the first time, and that was uh, different. <laughs> I don't know if you could read it, but that's my uh, Aunt Kathy saying, why do you paint your toenails yellow? <laughs> Nana says, I don't. And I'm thinking this is hilarious. And then I get to the last panel. Just between you and me, though, the most fun was standing in front of the spot where the water shoots back into the pool. If that's not a dad telling you gotcha... <laughs> I honestly don't know. He fucking knew the whole time. Upsetting. Upsetting. So then the second dad story I'll tell you real quick is, um, so I, um, I was at my dad's house a couple years ago. I used to have a car. I used to drive um, to Milwaukee and back to see them. And um, he lives in a suburb of Milwaukee. And... Uh, on my way out, he was like, can I, can I fix you a meal? Can I fix you? Aren't you going to be hungry for the drive home? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll have a sandwich. And now, I've never in my life one time asked for a sad dad grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and I think most of you know the kind. It's like two pieces of white bread and a couple of craft singles <laughs> in the middle. It's gross. So about 40 minutes into my drive home, I start getting a little rumble in my tummy, you know. And I know everyone's gotten food poisoning here before. You know you get that 30-second warning <laughs> from your body. Um, and so I did, and I, uh, I had to pull over, but unfortunately the closest parking lot to me was out of a Steinhoffel's furniture store. <laughs> uh, not ideal for the food poisoning, right? And um, while there, I, in the parking lot, I puked an entire plastic target bag full. Like to the point where I couldn't tie it up at the top. <laughs> and then I had to walk it the entire length of the parking lot up to the one garbage can in front of the entrance. <laughs> and now, just clap if you've ever been catcalled before. So I'm walking. <laughs> And from behind me, I hear, damn, baby, you are fine as hell. <laughs> and I just turned around and I go, <laughs> this is a 
bag of vomit. <laughs> Let me tell you, we should always be carrying a fucking bag of vomit. It was so effective. He did not want to talk to me anymore. Okay, you guys have been great. Keep it going for Jenna Gilbert. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Katie Muser. I'm an artist living in Logan Square. Um, I do abstract, like big non-objective abstract. Um, I'm doing the facade at Violet Hour um, in March. So the whole month of March, if you stop by the Violet Hour, or even, what's that called, Big Star Tacos, um, you can see my painting, my mural on the facade of Violet Hour. Um, and then you can also check out my work at www.katiemuser.com and that's K-A-T-I-E-M-E-U-S-E-R.com. I'm Jenna Gephardt and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ladylike Chicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week. But